Hi, I'm Ainsley. And I'm Anna, and the book we decided to read was And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. So the whole story starts off with ten different characters who had gotten a letter, each from different, four different reasons from different people. Some got one by Mr. Owen, other people are not really sure why or who sent it but they all know that they're going to this specific island they don't really know who it's owned by they've heard rumors that millionaires used to own it and all this but the main point of it is that they don't really know why they're there it's very mysterious or why like why they were chosen they just know their purpose there and it's eight of them and they meet two other people who are already there as maids a husband and a wife but once again they know their purpose there but they don't know exactly why they were chosen So when they all finally got to their rooms and got settled down, they noticed that there was a poem on the wall and they all had the same exact poem and it was about 10 soldier boys and throughout the poem, one of them died and they kept dying in different ways and they didn't really think anything of it until the first person died of the group, but they still weren't sure like what was happening, like how it happened or they just know that he died and then more and more people started dying and the characters started to not trust each other and they were just unsure of like what was happening and like who was killing them and it just they started to turn against each other so the murders and the mistrust continue on until there's just three people left which would be vera lombard and blore so they decide to make some sort of alliance because they're almost certain that the person who was the murderer was already gone or that it was just none of them so Bloor goes into the house and then they realize that he died so that the murder is still there and it has to be one of one of them because everyone else had been dead and they had seen their bodies so Vera kills Lombard and she's still overwhelmed with all this guilt because they all carry each of the guilt which is why they are I guess being murdered in the first place because everyone has this whole guilt that they're carrying around and they know that's why they're dying so Vera's guilt overwhelms her and she decides to kill herself but when the coroner comes to look at the house and sees and investigate all the murders she's they see that the chair had been moved from when she hung herself so they knew that there was still a murderer out out there fast forward they find a bottle of with a letter in the ocean that basically not the ocean the sea that basically talks about how wargrave was the murderer he faked his own death and made it look like armstrong was the killer when in reality it was him and he still was alive until he killed himself or he died from a sickness so one of the biggest literary terms that we see throughout this story is specifically foreshadowing and most murder mysteries obviously have a sense of foreshadowing because they want to keep some sort of mystery alive they want the readers to be kind of sleuthing along with everybody else and trying to figure out what's really happening so there's obviously always hints and clues everywhere but um some examples of this in specifically christie's work would be first of all that there was always like a storm or some sort of darkness mostly a storm that would happen like when they first got there it was foreshadowing because they said it, it was very stormy and the, the the water was the tide was really high And that there was no way they could get off the island. So it was almost as if storms obviously always are dark. It means something bad is going to happen because no storm is good. So that was an instance of foreshadowing that something bad was going to happen on the island because there was always constantly storms. Like there was never good weather. Another example of this would be 
right before Marston dies, when they say that he is immortal, they say something about him, just like in in context, just something about him being immortal. And like right after that happens at the dinner party, he's the first one who dies. So it was kind of weird that they would say something so specific like that and then he would die. Also, the poem itself is a foreshadowing because it literally explains exactly how each of them are going to die. So another symbol that is used frequently throughout the book is irony. Actually, all three types of irony are used throughout the book, but specifically dramatic irony was probably one of the biggest types because throughout the book, none of the characters actually knew who the killer was. They were all trying to figure it out, but they never came to a final conclusion before they had all died. But as a reader, we found out that Wargrave was actually the killer and the characters never did. So the second type of irony that's really prevalent throughout the story would be situational irony. The irony being that the murderer is Justice Wargrave, who is a, a judge. So his whole, his whole life was based off of deciding other people's fate, whether they're guilty or not guilty. Specifically, he did death sentences. So if people were worthy of dying. And a judge is also somewhat linked to God, who's like the judge of the judge of life or death like he provided all these characters judgment days like he was basically playing god and deciding their fates which is ironic because that was his job he did that already but he literally was deciding life or death by killing them by being the murderer so the last type of irony that is in the book is verbal irony and blor points out on the poems that were in the room that the next way that some one of the last three of them were going to die was in a zoo or, like, with a zoo. And he then realizes that there's, like, no zoo, so they're fine. Like, nobody's going to die. But then Vera points out, or she suggests, suggests that, like, they are the zoo. They're animals trapped in the zoo. Like, it's not actual animals. It's them. So, overall, I thought it was a really good book. Yeah, I like the fact that it was more I don't really I don't really like mysteries, but I like the way that Agatha Christie writes hers because it just keeps you on your toes and it's kind of like a plot twist and it wasn't that obvious who was going to be the killer. You kind of had to work for the ending. Also, we apologize for the inconvenience on our first podcast. Um that was yeah, my sorry, fault. Taff. We'll miss you though. I love you. 